Good morning, America. This is the Daily Answer with Mark Dunnigan. Well, I just had a uh, house guest leave. And the night before he left, he had an interesting question. And the question was, year 2020, the year of COVID, how did that impact us? And I thought about that. I know there are people that lost loved ones during that time. I know there are people that were in parts of the country that were severely locked down. And so maybe those are not good memories for you. But honestly, I had to tell him it was probably one of the best years of my life. And other people have said something similar. As far as they grew spiritually, in 2020, they grew spiritually more than they did in any other year of their life. Hopefully, I can say that. And along with that, I said, well, diesel was $2.20 a gallon. A lot of campgrounds were open, and you could get last-minute reservations. There were no Wednesday night or Sunday night services typically, but we could worship every Sunday somewhere. And it's like we had America all to ourselves. And it was an amazing time. And as I look back upon that period of time, I kind of wrote some things down a couple years ago. Because we're coming up on about three years now. And some things that I wanted to remember and not forget. That's one of the problems that people have is that we tend to forget things. Man's memory can be selective and short-lived. Israel did that way. Israel, the prophets were often saying that they forgot, they forgot, they forgot. They did not remember. 2020 was the summer that everyone, and the spring in Oregon, everyone was out taking a walk. Families were together, including adults and their teenage kids. Everyone was at the park. Everyone was out on the hiking trails. And before we left the neighborhood that we had been in for 28 years, I finally got to meet most of my neighbors. COVID finally brought them out. It was the spring and summer that people seemed to have time to stop and talk, maybe at a distance. But they had time. They were not running around. Prior, before that, you would see them running all during the week. And then Saturday and Sunday, Saturday was like sports for their kids. Run, run, run. Sunday, grocery shopping, Costco. Run, run, run. And then they would do it week after week after week. This was a spring or summer that took a while to get going. It had been cool and rainy. And it reminded me of the springs that I experienced as a child or when I was in high school, where a number of our baseball games would be rained out and rescheduled, even in April or May. When I was a senior in high school, I remember the Memorial Day of 1977. Memorial Day, Memorial Day weekend. I was ready to put on my shorts and my flip-flops. Welcome summer. 
on that Monday, it was pouring down rain and a little above 50 degrees, and I had to put a winter sweater on. This was the spring that my wife and I got back into cooking. You know, restaurants were closed or only available for takeout. And it was just the two of us. You know, it's hard to cook for two. My mom always had talked about that. Hard to cook for two. Hard to cook just for one. That's the worst. And so we made a number of stews, homemade chili. And it reminded me that the tacos that my wife makes are a lot better than anything else I can buy. Just a little reminder that eating out can be overrated at times. Back in 2011, we did a huge clean out. We removed everything from the garage except the furnace and the hot water heater, but everything else was gone. And we only put back into it what we really wanted to keep. Well, the spring and early summer of 2020 was another clean out, even bigger than the one before. My wife and I wanted to downsize as much as possible while we still had our energy and health. And such feels liberating because your stuff can be an anchor around your neck. We are trying to create a situation that if we live into our 70s or our 80s, we're not held captive by our stuff. We're not sitting in a house surrounded by stuff, not having the energy to deal with it, or being afraid to have people come and buy it, but we wanted to deal with that stuff now. And then, of course, we had put our house on the market, so it was the spring of learning about repair addendums and interacting with contractors. It was also the spring of learning about DEF for diesel, trying to understand how, understand how the, all the systems in the Airstream work and finding the on-demand hot water heater bypass valve. I remember spending a good part of a day on that and even the TechSat Airstream. Um, I think I finally figured it out myself. <laughs> it's what I finally did. And that's good. That's when you learn. That's when you learn, when you figure it out by yourself. It is interesting what you do remember about specific times of your past. Certain songs or smells to this day instantly transport me back to my childhood or teenage years. If I hear Al Stewart's The Year of the Cat, I am in my Volkswagen. It's like 2.45 in the morning. It's cold. It's rainy. It's a February morning. I'm headed to the grocery store to start my morning shift before I go to high school. And that song is playing. Same thing, Dreamweaver. I'm in my junior year of high school. Smells are like that too, like a burn pile or the smell of fresh cedar or a certain cologne. They immediately take you back. And sometimes it's a little bit like I, 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 you're kind of snapping your fingers. You're thinking like, okay, I just smelled something like there's a memory there. There's a memory there. I'm trying to figure out what it is. Typically, they take you back and they, they're pretty instant. As someone noted, the thoughts of childhood are long, long thoughts. I was thinking the other morning about a man who lived in our neighborhood back in Silverton, Oregon. His name was Maurice. 
he had experienced polio as a child. And I guess the reason my mind went back to that, particularly during 2020 with COVID, is that polio had been a big thing in our country, even bigger than COVID. And Maurice was a reminder of past epidemics to me as a, a young boy because he kind of had these crutches. Um, he had a wheelchair. He had a ramp into his house. He, he, could, he could walk, but he needed like crutches. And he had, he had incredibly strong arms. And it just looked like it was a, it looked like it was an exhausting effort just with those crutches to get from his house to his car. And I remember my wife's mother talking about going through towns in the 50s where a polio epidemic and you, you rolled up the windows of your car and you just went through the town. Polio had swept that town. And every now and then, every now and then, Beaverton, I remember there was a a woman and her husband that I would see often at a taco time. And you could, she could, you could tell she had had smallpox at some point in life. And every now and, and there's, there's fewer, there's definitely fewer of those people out there, but a reminder of past epidemics, a reminder of things that we, well, we beat, we got on top of. Um, a, a reminder of how fragile and dangerous life can be and to count your blessings and to be grateful. Yeah, I think Maurice's home was the first house I'd ever seen with a wheelchair access point or ramps. Yet, in spite of his disability, he seemed to be always happy. And the woman that he had married was very pleasant as well, like an angel. She was, she was like an angel. I would often see him using those two crutches as he walked to his car. And as I noted, it just looked like superhuman effort to make that journey. And I could walk from the house to the car with no problem. Be grateful. Years later at a funeral for another late neighbor lady, I ran into Maurice's wife. Maurice had died. And she was very thrilled to hear that I had become a preacher of the gospel. She knew what was important. And hopefully, we can remember what's important. We can count our blessings. We can keep our eternal and spiritual perspective. Not only that, but that we can see the silver lining during difficult times. I, I, I just was praying and hoping that a lot of good would come out of 2020, 2021. I was hoping that people would watch less television. Um, they would kind of disconnect from the culture. They get out and walk more. They would have more personal interactions. Uh, they would not be so beholden just to the plastic world out there. Maybe learn how to cook more. Um, kids and parents would be closer drawn together. Families would kind of go like, well, what are we doing? Why are we running around? Why are we in this rut? 
no, our kids don't need to be in every sport under the sun. And not only that, but they're, they're, this is just something to do for fun. They are not going to do this for a career. Okay. And, he, and, and even then, even then a career is not the most important thing in life, obeying God and finding a good person to marry. Those are, that's far more important than whatever career you choose. Those are the two most important choices in life. And I was just hoping that people would be more mindful of, the, of their mortality. They'd be more grateful for the blessings. They'd be more mindful that man can't fix anything, everything, that man does not have all the answers, and that sometimes man has a lot of wrong answers, that man is fallible, and therefore not to blindly follow and trust any human being, but rather to trust God. Did we learn that lesson? This is Mark Dunnigan for The Daily Answer. Until next time, we will see you in the funny papers.